Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene, Gardner-Webb University Radio, right here, WGWG.org. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with my uh, my movie, uh, Cohort in Crime. I'm Jen. Jen. Jen Guberman, thanks for being here. Uh, we appreciate you, as always. Is this week number four for you or three? Which is it in a row? I think it's four, four already, wow. I think. All right, four <laughs> down, uh, about a dozen or more to go. We'll have to wait and see on that. So we're <laughs> glad you're here. Uh, if you've never listened to this show... Um, you have missed a lot. Uh, we've been doing this show in some form or fashion on TV and radio uh, and or radio um, since 1999. So it's pretty crazy we've been doing it in, in, in some uh, some way. So we're going on, what, what's that, 18 years? I'm not, I, this is not a math show, but I think mm-hmm. that's like 18 years. So that's pretty cool. Um, actually, we, yeah, we started, yeah, 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 99. So, so there you go. Um, we do talk movies, uh, all aspects of films. We give you new releases. We give you reviews. We talk about what's uh, in home delivery, so that'd be like DVD, Blu-ray, um, and other ways you get things at home. And uh, sometimes we'll do hot topics and have movie interviews, so it kind of varies from week to week. But the constant and continuous theme is all about movies. And so uh, this week, uh, we'll, we thought we'd dive right into uh the box office results from last weekend. Jen's got those numbers. Uh, this is the uh, end, the official end of summer. Um, we are beginning kind of that fall season. Last weekend wrapped everything up. And, um, you know, there weren't any big, big surprises um, as far as what had success. Uh, we had quite a few things that, uh, that bombed. And if we have time, I might go over some of those things that bombed the box office losers of the summer. We'll see if we have time for that. Uh, if so, I'll chat about that. If not, hey, you'll just have to look it up for yourself. So uh, let's talk about uh, your weekend box office numbers, the top five, Jen. Uh, yeah, so this is for, this is this blew my mind when I thought about it. This is for the weekend of September 1st to 3rd already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it's already September. Um, so we had in first The Hitman's Bodyguard at $10.5 million. Annabelle Creation at 7.5 million, Wind River at 6.2 million, Leap at 4.8 million, and Logan Lucky at 4.4 million. And it's all the same as last week, except for Wind River and Leap just switch places. Okay, yeah, and Wind River, uh, I've got a review of that coming up in, uh, in a little bit uh, once we start talking about some reviews. Do want to let you know if you're looking for new films this weekend, here are some you can check out Home Again, a romantic comedy with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, I'll get it out there, uh, Michael Sheen and Candace Bergen, a uh, recently separated mother of two, tries to start a new life in Los Angeles, which uh, becomes complicated by her decision to house three young charismatic guys. So what can go wrong there? Well, you'll have to wait and see if you want to check out Home Again, not Home Alone. Uh, also, Stephen King's uh, film adaptation, It, um, there is a, a, it was a 1986 novel and this was turned into a miniseries. I watched the miniseries again this weekend um, or last weekend, and uh, it definitely doesn't hold up. There are some aspects of it that I, that I, I thought were great, but other aspects like, the, uh, of course, the music. And that's the one thing you can really tell when you watch films from the past. How does the music stand up? And uh, the music didn't, the acting didn't, uh, but it was a made-for-TV uh, version. This is a feature film version about a creepy, freaky clown, missing children, the power of memory, childhood trauma, and horror that is unleashed within a small town. So uh, if you're looking for something a little scary this weekend, you can check this out. There's also plans underway to shoot another version of this film 
from a completely different perspective. And uh, I think that will be interesting. And uh, that will happen if the uh, if this movie makes money, which it looks like it just might do. Um, also, uh, a new release, a based on a true story film with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Charlie Sheen, and Gina Gershon, 9-11. Uh, it's a drama about a group of people trapped inside of an elevator in the World Trade Center uh, during the September 11th attacks. Um, and uh, it covers their story, but it also covers the uh, story of those who uh, are trying to save them. So uh, those are all three in uh, release this weekend. And there's also one in limited release that we're going to talk about uh, now. Limited release um, in just a handful of theaters across the country and a video on demand. Uh, it's called Rememory. Uh, so this one is a mystery sci-fi. Um, it's coming out, I don't know if you've already said, but September 8th. Um, we both had the chance to see this one. I don't know about you personally, but this doesn't make it on my top movies list. Um, I thought it was a really interesting concept. It's the story of a man who's trying to uncover the murder of an inventor of a machine that allows people to like rewatch their memories. Yep. So it kind of had, to me, a little bit of like an Inception feel to it, in a sense. Um, definitely didn't hold up to that, but... Um, <laughs> It, again, it was really interesting, but I don't think it was super well executed. The pacing was very, very slow. Um, a lot of the connections between characters just didn't really make sense. I actually watched it with my roommate, and at the end, we were like, well, what was the point of this character, and what was the point of this? Like, a lot of that came up where it just, it, a little bit of that was lost in it. Um, I also felt like the characters in general felt pretty static. Um, you've had the main character, and you did see a little bit of development mm-hmm. with him, but yep. aside from him, pretty much nobody else had any kind of personality to them or nothing really changed. Um, there are a few redeeming plot twists towards the end. Um, I was curious to see how it would end, but overall, I, I give it a C-. minus. Yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage um, stars in this. If anybody is a fan of Game of Thrones, you'll recognize him um, uh, right off the bat. And he's the one that you really... He, he kind of investigates... You know what happened to this uh, to this inventor, and why did it happen? I think those are two things. It's really kind of a why done it story as much as it is a, a, a who done it. And there are some interesting twists, as you um, as you mentioned. What did you give this? What grade? I gave it a C minus. Okay, wow, yeah, you definitely uh, disliked it a lot more than I did. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did. I'll, I'll share with you some things I liked about it. I really love the concept of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Peter Dinklage um, casting. I like him. The others, you're right. The the uh, the characters didn't really provide a whole lot. There were um, there were a lot of faces that people would recognize if they've seen TV and film. You may not recognize the names, but you might recognize some of the faces. I uh, did like the twist. Uh, I thought there were some nice editing choices and some shot selection. And I thought there was some creative cinematography as well. Uh, this is an independent film. Uh, and so, you know, when that happens, there, there's sometimes you will find some limitations um, with just what they can do from a production value standpoint. But uh, problems, there was this kind of 80s synthesizer soundtrack mm-hmm. at times that really annoyed me. I mean, so much so that I'm like, oh gosh, can I mute this during this part? But then other times the score really kind of worked. Um, I, I thought there were some plot holes that uh, that, that bothered me. Um, but overall, I, I, the story, um, you know, kept me watching. Um, I gave it a B minus, so just a little above uh, kind of a C plus. I didn't think it was a horrible film. Uh, it is one that uh, will be... Uh, Remembery will be forgotten probably in just a few weeks, but I really would love to see 
Uh, I haven't done the research, but I'd love to see what the source material was for this. Was this uh, written originally for the screen? Uh, should have been better prepared on that. Um, and if it wasn't, I'd like to go back and see what that original source material was because uh, the concept of having this machine where you can kind of tap into memories, and it's not just uh, tapping into things that you remember, but it's also tapping into hidden memories uh, and maybe uh, uncovering things that um, you you wanted to remember, but what about the things you want to forget? And I think that was kind of an interesting concept for me. So um, B minus for me for Rememory and a C minus for Jen for the same film. So you uh, you average those together. What do you get? You get a C. <laughs> Is that right? Something like that. So, uh, so there you go. If you want to check that out, Rememory is the name of that one. Uh, also, I want to give you a quick review of a film that is also in theaters now, Wind River. Uh, this movie stars Graham Greene. If you ever saw Dance of the Wolves, uh, you will definitely recognize this face. He's done, uh, done tons of movies, a Native American, um, uh, Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen. So uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you've got Hawkeye and the Scarlet Witch teamed up together in this uh, drama, murder mystery. It's also directed by uh, Taylor Sheridan, who did Sicario and Hell or High Water. Uh, the movie is set in the snowy, frozen landscape of Native American Wyoming, based on a true story. Uh, it follows uh, this underprepared FBI agent from Florida uh, in the snowy tundra, basically, uh, and this veteran wildlife tracker looking to uncover reasons behind the mysterious death of a young Native American woman. Uh, beautiful locations in this, really great cinematography, wonderful cast. I thought the acting... Uh, was well done for this type of film and for these type of characters. Uh, really interesting narrative uh, that I think provides a nice uh, escape for those looking for this kind of slow, uh, burning murder mystery drama. This is not one of those films that, um, you know, that this keeps you uh, excited the whole way through. It, it really is a slow-burning drama, and but it works. Uh, it really works for this kind of film. Um, it played quite well at uh, several film festivals, including uh, the uh, Nantucket, Sundance, and Cannes Film Festival, or Cannes, depending on which part of the world you're from. Uh, produced from the uh, Weinstein Company and Peter Berg, who did, um, who's done quite a few films. Last year, uh, he did a couple of based on true story uh, films, one about the uh, Boston Marathon Bombers and uh, the other one, Deepwater Horizon. Patriot Day was that film. Uh, and then uh, Deepwater Horizon, he produced both of those and directed those. Uh, he's just a producer here, but uh, this film, I I'm recommending if you're looking for something a little different, I'm giving this a solid B rating. So there you go. So you want to see it or not? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Uh. I mean, when I saw the trailer for that one, I was really interested. I didn't yep. realize it was going to be a bit of a slower movie, yep. but I feel like I would probably still honestly want to watch it, though, because it, it really did catch my interest in it. It reminded me, I can't place it, but it reminded me of something else when I saw the trailers too. And I'm totally blanking on what it is. It'll come to me later on, yeah. I'm sure. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's one of those films that um, it, it definitely, I could definitely see why this did well uh, at film festivals. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it definitely has that film festival vibe just from the, the way it's put together. But uh, well done film. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to check it out. Well, Home Delivery, uh, what can we check out in Home Delivery this uh, weekend? Uh, well, first, I've got one called Megan Levy. Uh, it's a war biopic. It actually was released on DVD and streaming and whatnot today. Um, I have another one I'll be telling you about that's also being released today. Um, and this one tells the true story of Megan Levy, a Marine corporal who trained an aggressive dog in the K-9 unit 
Um, so her and the dog end up kind of attached, and they end up completing over 100 missions uh, together, which is super cute. <laughs> yeah, and then it's also, um, and it also follows the story of what happens when mm-hmm. she comes home because of um, a mission that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, really interesting story, uh, you know, based on a true story, uh, this film is actually in still, still in select theaters, which is interesting to be having something that uh, was released back in June made kind of a comeback, and, um, and, and now you can either watch it in theaters or at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Levy is that film. And then another one, also being released today, is called A Rough Night. It's considered a dark comedy, and what better kind of comedy than dark comedy? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean... You kind of get a little bit of that even in the description, um, where a bride-to-be and her best friend celebrate her bachelorette party in Miami when a male stripper dies at their beach house. Yep, absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw this film uh, earlier in the summer, and Scarlett Johansson, uh, Demi Moore, Kate McKinnon uh, in this film. I gave it a B minus. It was uh, it was fun. It was really uh, about what you would expect mm-hmm. from this kind of film. Nothing brand new. Um, for this particular genre. There have been so many of these films that follow the Bachelor Night or the Bachelorette Night, um, Girls' Night Out kind of stuff. So nothing new here, but still uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, and so for the audiences that like these kinds of films, I think, uh, I think um, you'll enjoy it. And then the last one that I have is also, surprise, surprise, being released today. <laughs> uh, this one we kind of covered a little bit last week, and it's called The Atoning, and it is a horror movie. Um, it's now available for streaming and DVD. Uh, this one was about some ghostly apparitions appearing in a family's home, and long story short, it kind of uncovers some deep family secrets that they have um, and that they're trying to protect their son from. So I gave it a B initially because I really liked the concept, and yeah. I thought for a modern-day horror movie, it it definitely surprised me because I feel like a lot of them are very predictable to the point where it's like you can point to the blonde and, oh, she's going to die first, like <laughs> right. that kind of right. stuff. Right. Um, but I like that this one kept me surprised, and it threw in a pretty substantial plot twist right in the middle, okay. which I okay. appreciated. Um, yeah, you know, you see a lot of plot twists toward the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. when you throw it in, in the middle, that that's a little different. Yeah, it kind of changed the whole dynamic of the movie and how you were seeing, like, the ghostly apparitions versus the family and whatnot. Um, But then it also has another plot twist for you towards the end uh, as it reveals more and more of their dark family past and the secrets and all. Um, But I thought that the pacing was quite slow. Um, It makes sense in a way, but at the same time, you're kind of sitting there like, all right, when's when's the scary stuff going to happen? Um, and the acting did leave a little bit to be desired, especially with one of the characters in particular. Um, so after kind of sitting on the movie for a little bit, I ended up dropping it to a B minus, okay. but still definitely worth a watch. Okay, very good. That movie's called The Atoning. Uh, also, a few other films that uh, are out on DVD, Blu-ray, on-demand, online streaming, maybe whatever way you want to go. Uh, All Eyes on Me, a biopic, uh, the true and untold story of a rapper, actor, poet, Activist Tupac Shakur, uh, that movie is rated R. That's uh, available now. And also Band Aid. Uh, this is a dark indie dramedy about a couple going through some major life dysfunctions. Uh, so in order to try to reconnect with each other, they start a band and they turn all of their fights into lyrics for songs. Um, this was a uh, really it's a quirky, funny, um, and at times a pretty sad movie. Um, but it was a big, big hit at Sundance, and that is called Band Aid. If you're looking uh, for something just a little different and 
quirky. Well, um, any new trailers that you want to recommend that are uh, out and about um, the trailer of the week, maybe? This might be a little surprising coming from me, <laughs> um, but I was kind of interested in the Thor Ragnarok commercial okay, or okay, trailer. Okay. Uh, it's coming out on November 3rd, like the movie itself. Right. Um, so they've been releasing a few trailers here and there about it. I don't really buy into the big superhero fad that a lot of people do, so that's why it kind of surprised me that I was interested okay. in it. Okay. So um, why are you interested in it? Well, partially because I am I am a college female and Chris Hemsworth is in it. So that is that is a part of it. <laughs> but also the fact that I really thought that the graphics looked really interesting yeah. in it. Um, and it just, it looks really, I, I guess it just seems like it has a lot of depth to okay. it. And I really appreciate that. Um, I'm not sure, based on the trailer or not, if... If you haven't seen the first Thor, or right. I don't even know yeah, how many yeah, there are. Yeah, there have been two <laughs> Thors before, and then you've also got the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So this movie does tie into yeah. the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, you for, might, for those out there that like MCU, yeah. for the MCU. Yeah. So you might have to have like a movie marathon before you go see it yeah. for certain references yeah. to make sense. Um, but it's from the description, it seems like it's Thor and Hulk are kind of pitted against each other in this whole gladiator style thing. Um, and then Thor has to protect his home from Hela, the goddess of death. Yeah, so the goddess of was... death. When the goddess of death comes to your hometown, <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah, never so that, a good thing. That looked interesting. Um, as far as superhero villain type things go, um, it seemed like it at least had some different elements to it than the traditional hero versus villain. She seemed. I thought that she seemed kind of interesting. Um, Hela, that is. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it looked. I mean, I know I've used yeah. the word interesting a lot, but yeah. I'm not sure if if it's good interesting or bad interesting okay. yet. Okay, but something you want to check out just to see Definitely. which side of interesting it falls mm-hmm. on. And I mean, as far as superhero movies go, I do like Thor. Um, I kind of also like Iron Man. So they're, okay. those are probably my two favorites. Okay. But So that's your trailer pick of the week, Thor Rock Rock. November <laughs> 3rd is the release date. For that, I uh, did mention earlier in the show that if we had time, I would tell you the uh, top five box office losers uh, of the summer, and I'll give you some domestic numbers and also uh, international numbers to give you a taste of how some of these movies may have uh, done worldwide. Um, so these are the top five just here in the U.S., and, uh, and you'll see if any of these were your faves. Uh, Alien Covenant comes in at number five uh, for one of the worst films of the summer. Uh, a $97 million budget. Uh, only made $74 million here in the U.S., so it did not succeed there. But once you take in the worldwide gross, made its money back, $232 million worldwide. Uh, the next movie, number four, is The Mummy. This was supposed to be the start uh, of a whole Dark Universe franchise of monster films that were all going to be connected, much like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, this move, um, movie had a $125 million budget. In the U.S., only $80 million. So... Um, I'd like to say sometimes that, most of the time, that will put a hamper on, okay, are we going to do another film? But now because of international grosses make such a difference, sometimes films will get sequels made. You're like, why did that get made? Well, The Mummy worldwide, uh, $407 million worldwide. So uh, we may be con- continuing to see uh, this, uh, this kind of franchise thing working out. A uh, movie that I absolutely despise this summer um, come out, came in at number three, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Hated the name of the, the movie itself, so I went in with that baggage, but I did give it, uh, I, I checked my baggage at the door and uh, still hated the film. Uh, 
$177 million budget, only $40 million in the U.S. Worldwide, only $172, so it did not make its money back. This was also supposed to be the start of a franchise. Don't think that one's going to happen. Uh, now, this one's a little different. Uh, Transformers The Last Night, this is like the 28th uh, Transformers film. Uh, $217 million budget did die here in the U.S. with $130 million, but worldwide... Uh, no surprise here. These kind of films have tons of success uh, all across uh, the world, $604 million worldwide. So we'll probably continue to see Transformer-type spinoffs uh, happen. Uh, that was number two as far as the uh, box office loser here in the U.S. Number one, uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, uh, $175 million budget, only $40 million here in the U.S. And worldwide, it only brought in $146 million. So uh, there you have it. Those are the uh, top five losers of the summer. And my worst-rated films of the summer, just so you've got those, uh, Baywatch was a D+. Transformers, The Last Night, a D+. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, a D+. Uh, the Dark Tower, also on my list with a C-, and Person to Person, an indie film, a C-. So there you have it. So any of those you choose not to see... Go for it. Any of those you do or not want to see? You don't want to see any of those? Um, not on your <laughs> bottom five, but in the bottom five on there, the yeah. one you actually mentioned is number one, the King Arthur one. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for that yeah. and really actually wanting to yeah. see that you one. Know, I'm the same way. <laughs> it did a, I wanted to see it, did not get mm-hmm. a chance. It was out for like a week, mm-hmm. you know, and did not do much at the box office. So, yeah, I'll, I'll still check it out. But, um, you know, you the whole King Arthur legend, the King Arthur story we've seen so many times what do you do and how do you do it to make it different and, um, and and make it different enough for people to want to come see it? And evidently that did not happen with King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, but it is out uh, on, uh, uh, on DVD, Blu-ray, and on demand, so you can check that out now. Any final thoughts or comments, Jen, before we wrap things up? Nothing for me. All right, Jen Guberman, I'm Noel Manning. This is Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio. And until next time, that is a wrap.